Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, where conversations save lives. This is episode 134. My name is Jeff. I'll be your host tonight. Let me introduce you to our Hope crew tonight. DW, the guy that is always fun to listen to. I feel like every week our hearts get knit closer together, which sounds weird, but it's actually, I think it's it sums up how I feel about you, Dave. Right, thanks. How you doing, man? It's good to see you. Good, good. And uh, it's good to be with you and good to, uh, you know, it, it, what's interesting is we just get together and we have a conversation and conversations do change lives and conversations allow you to really bond because you're talking about things that you can relate to and that make your life better. That's not weird. That's normal. And that's what's missing from a lot of our culture. So hopefully people that, that listen to our program are, are able to um, just join in on the conversation with us and understand that, that, that they are loved. And that this love is is normal and right and good. Yeah. So we'll keep talking about that tonight. Yeah. Something that we encourage on the show is how to actually have real personal relationships in our life. And Tara Kay is with us in studio tonight. It's good to have you back, Tara. It's been a couple weeks, but good to see you. How you doing? Hey guys, it's great to be back. I'm I'm doing great. I'm loving that it's now almost officially summer, and summer's my favorite yeah, these- season. These are my favorite days of the year because yeah. the days are still getting a little bit longer. And uh, so the sun's out later at night. So you can kind of you have dinner and then you can go back outside. And it's and, so light. And I, Although, yeah, I enjoy getting outside and doing outside stuff when you can. Although in the morning, now it gets brighter in the morning. So I'm all of a sudden awake and I'm thinking, what time is it? And it's like 5.30 or 6 o'clock. Oh, it's what the best. What am I doing awake? <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny. <laughs> It's the best. This is this is a good time of year, especially if you it like is. daylight and mm-hmm. and uh, sunshine and warm weather and shorts and. Don't you just love seasons though? How it changes. I mean, don't you don't you just like the change in things? I do. I really do. I like you know everything from the trees budding, the birds chirping in the morning. You know, it's. I just I, I love Wisconsin weather. It's it's just beautiful in this area. It is. You know, we just had the whippoorwills. You ever hear a whippoorwill? Yes. No. What is that? Is it a tree? No, they're, they're really, it's a no, bird. A bird. <laughs> I was thinking of a weeping willow. <laughs> no. A weeping whippoorwill? No. It, a whippoorwill is a bird that, that is really kind of small, but it has this really loud yeah. sound to it. Yeah. Last night, we, my wife and I were just about getting ready, closing up the house a little bit, and this whippoorwill started to scream. And it, we looked at each other, yep, that's the signal, go to bed. Um, <laughs> It, it's very interesting. Hmm. When I was a kid and growing up here at camp in in the summers, these whippoorwills, man, they were outside my cabin. I, I wanted to kill them all because <laughs> they were so loud all night long. But now it's just part of the forest sound, so yeah. I enjoy that. But <laughs> each season is so different. And, you know, life is seasonal, believe it or not. You need to learn to enjoy seasons uh, regardless because if, if you're um, in a season and you're always looking at the bad part of it, 
Because uh, here in Wisconsin, you could look at the bad part of the season. In the summer, it can get humid and hot and sticky. Oof, yeah, enjoy it. You know, because in the winter, it can get dry and cold and not sticky. Yep. And um, a whole different world. Yeah, it's always good to learn how to enjoy the seasons. I think that's kind of what we do in this show is to help people enjoy the season they're in. Oftentimes, we get so focused on not what's today, but what's focused on what's tomorrow, what's coming down the road. Maybe we're focused on the past, and we can't get over the past. So, you know, oftentimes, enjoying the season really just means enjoying today. And continuing off of our conversation last week, we had a really, if you missed last week's episode, you can go and download it on the podcast, but we talked about intimacy and we used it in a a frame that it was, David, it was really interesting how the conversation just evolved. We had Todd with us on the show and, and just talking about real intimacy, how today it's lacking. And a lot of people don't really know how to define intimacy. We, we put it to more of a sexual connotation. And, and I think our society's done a really great job at telling us that intimacy, you can't really have intimacy unless you are having some kind of a sexual relationship with them. And that's just, it's not even really the truth. It's only a, a small part of what real intimacy really is. And this week, we want to talk about not just intimacy, but how do you actually build that? How do you actually go to a deeper level with somebody? So say you have a a group of friends. Maybe you're, you know, and I'm not even sure the definition of friends at this point, but we put people in this category of friends, and some of it maybe classifies more as a, you know, an acquaintance versus a friend, but let's just go with it. We're, we're talking about a group of friends and having intimacy between friends and that kind of relationship. It Relationships today, just like they were yesterday and, and 20 years ago, they're complicated things. It's just today we end up using yeah. digital platforms and, and so there's a little bit more anonymity or pretend that goes on in relationships. But relationships are still a key part of who we are today. So part of the conversation tonight, guys, is I want to talk about how do we go to a deeper level with those that we do really do love and care about in our lives. You know, one, one of the things you want to think about is the fact that relationships are seasonal, just like we started talking about seasons. Mm. They, they're seasonal, and you have to you have to dress for the right season. In other words, uh, Tara, Tara Kay, you're, you're not married, correct? I am not. You're correct. Okay. And, and Jeff, you were married, and you have young children. Mm-hmm. And I'm an old guy, and my children are all grown up. But we're in all different seasons of life. And, and in the different seasons, those that are not married, there's a certain, um, way that you need to dress for being not married. In other words, there, there's, like, if I go out in the winter and I'm, and I'm going out in my swimsuit and I'm trying to enjoy the snow, that's going to be a silly thing to do. You, you know, you can't do that. You need to dress differently. And I think a lot of times what we don't understand is that there are different seasons of life and we can enjoy each one and each one has intimacy involved in it, but, but we are different for each one. And, and we need to understand that, uh, difference for, for each one. So hopefully, uh, throughout the show, we can, we can talk about ways that are going to cut across all the seasons, but, but understand that they are different. You know, before you're married, you're going to show intimacy in a certain way. After you're married, you're going to show intimacy in a certain way. And yet you always go back to the base. Um, and the base is very simple. God made us to be intimate with Him and, when we send, we broke the intimacy, and that's the big deal. When you break the intimacy with God and you break the intimacy with other people, 
that's a big deal. And we're not talking sexual here. We're talking intimacy, which is a little different than how everyone puts it in their head. I think that's what makes it difficult this time of year. I mean, graduation season is a fun time of year. So whether it's high school graduation, I see a ton of pictures now on Facebook, social media, just with graduation pictures. And and I think, you know, that's the that's the only downside, really, of graduation is you see people that you've just spent years of your life with and you realize this relationship is probably not going to remain the way it is currently now. I mean, you may still stay in contact with people. I have friends on Facebook that I know live in different parts of the world, even from me that I went to high school with or college with, but we stay connected. But that relationship, it's not the same as it once was. So the level of intimacy is it, you know, we could, we could, they could come back to this area. I could go visit them and and our relationship would pick up in a heartbeat. But as it is right now, that relationship is different. You know, and that's that's a really interesting point that you bring up, Dave, is is how relationships do change, they shift, they you know, they kind of come and go. There's different seasons in relationships even, and that's that's not always comfortable. Yeah, and you could go crazy trying to keep the season the same. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And it's not going to be. You have to adjust to this season. You have to. And and the funny thing is, is this season of life, whatever you're going into, you've never been there before. So, like, if you're going to get married, you haven't been married before. If you have kids, you haven't had kids before. It's not like you've been in that season even before. So so you do need to, to be around people who have been seasoned, if you want to call it, to to understand a little bit. And that's part of intimacy as well. It's just learning how to to uh, share your life with others and, and go through this journey, knowing that the, the stability of God will always be there. That intimacy is always available no matter what season, and it's the same. The rest of the stuff changes. All right, we're going to fire up the tweet back tonight. If you're hanging out with us on Twitter or you want to just jump on the conversation with us, you could jump on Twitter and use the hashtag HNRTB. Follow the conversation with us. Be a part of it as we talk about going deeper into our levels of relationship and the, the intimacy that we share between one another. We're going to talk about five different levels of relationship, which closely parallel the five levels of communication, Powell's five levels of communication. We're going to talk about that tonight on the show. Join us on the Tweetback right now. The conversation starts on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Chat with the live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. As you're listening to this episode, maybe there are feelings, some thoughts, some just some stuff going on in your heart that you're just like, man, I wish I could talk to somebody about this right now. You can always connect with a live coach at HopeNet360.com. They're there. Just click that little Talk to a Live Coach button or the top banner, the first banner you see on the page to chat right now. Jeff, DW, Tara K with you tonight here on the show. And we're talking about ways to go deeper in our relationships with each other. We were on this, this discussion about intimacy over the last couple of weeks. And intimacy is something that every single one of us, we have, maybe we use different words for it. I think that's kind of the thing. We don't always say that, you know, I have a lot of intimate relationships. That, that sounds a little bit weird in today's culture. But in reality, that's really what relationships boil down to, different levels of intimacy. And so, Dave, I want to open up this first part of the five levels of relationship. And it's going off of Powell's levels of communication. But different seasons, we, we talked about some of the different seasons in relationships. A lot of times, relationships that go to a deep level 
sometimes I, I think it's fewer than most, but sometimes you can go right to a level five. We'll talk about some of this as we go on the show tonight, but there are most relationships kind of start out on what you would probably call and what Powell calls the cliche level. Can you talk about what that means? What's the cliche level in a relationship? It's when you see somebody and you really just have this memorized response and the response doesn't mean anything. So if I come to you and say, how you doing, Jeff? Fine. We go on. I, I really don't care how you're doing. You really aren't doing fine. And we just have these words that we have to spit out hmm. and they have no meaning to them at all. And, and that's the shallowest level, the least risky type of encounter. There's all, in all cultures and all places, there's, there's just ways to say things that don't have any meaning at all and that are totally safe. And people start there normally, you know, and, and, and that way they don't have to really respond to anybody. Intimacy, again, we got to get out of our head that it just means sexual. Now the word might, I mean, in our culture might, but we're talking about close friends. I think a, a biblical term might be fellowship that, that we're looking for. I mean, that kind of thing. That That's what we're looking for, and we're built for it. We are built to uh, be people who love God, are, are in fellowship with God, and love each other, are in fellowship with each other. Clichés, well, it's a way to at least, I guess, acknowledge somebody's in the room, and that's why not great friendships happen from that. I think maybe it has to do... Also, I don't know if anyone's like me, but when you first get into a room and you're meeting somebody for the first time and you have, you know, that first conversation, sometimes it's awkward unless you're comfortable in those scenarios. But for me, I tend to flow between an introvert. I'm kind of a weird bird. I can flow between an introvert and an extrovert. And they kind of call that an ambivert kind of a personality. But I don't really have trouble myself going into a room where there are new people too often, it just it depends on the situation. Like if I'm walking into a room of doctors or highly educated people, I feel a little bit weird. But if I'm walking into a room where I kind of know the the crowd a little bit, I kind of know some of their background, and that that kind of helps a little bit for me. So that's maybe the introvert side of it. Extroverts, some extroverts can just walk in and just tear apart a room and and just go and and talk to whoever they want to. But the cliche level, if you're like me, you tend to open up a dialogue with some kind of a joke some kind of like punchline or whatever, if, if maybe it's self-deprecating, I don't know, but you kind of just go into a discussion and you just find a way to get them to laugh. I think that, so I don't know if that's totally cliche level, but that's, that's kind of how I start with my levels of relationships. The first couple levels here are very guarded. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what you start with is this guarding. What you're really doing, what we're all doing, and, and, and Tara Kay, I'd be interested to see if you think, you know, the ladies do the same because it's my observation. But what we all do is kind of wait and see people's response to see how safe it is to, to go a little deeper or to stay where we're at. Mm-hmm. And the challenge would be to go a little deeper, obviously. But but if you get the wrong response, you're going to stay where you're at. You're not going to go that deeper. Yeah, I think so. I think I do that. I'm kind of the same. I'm in between introvert and extrovert. And I think it usually depends on if if I get into a room or there's a group project of some kind with people I don't really know that well. I kind of just sit, just I sit at first and try to figure out uh, if there's people who are more outgoing than me than I or or are taking leadership, then I kind of hang back a little bit. But then, if there isn't, if people are more quiet than me, then I kind of just get the ball rolling with you know some kind of way to relate to people. But I think, yeah, we all kind of, I think we do that, guys or girls, kind of size up the situation. We scan the room. What's the situation? Do I know people? How comfortable do I feel here? And then that's when we decide how much of ourselves we're going to, um, how much information, how much 
personal information, how close that we're going to get in whatever encounter or situation that we're in. It's good to start there, though. I mean, nobody really wants to dive into like the most, like the deepest level of relationship because not everybody is ready for that kind of relationship. Yeah, you know, you got to be careful. The, The Bible tells us not to cast pearls before swine. True. And it's not that I'm calling people swine, yeah, but I'm not offended. The, the bottom line really is, there are people out there that don't know what to do with what you're saying. Yeah, right. And so you need to be careful because if swine don't know what to do with pearls. If you threw them in there, they don't know what to do with them. So, but but for for us, it's the same thing. I mean, I could I could talk with you, Jeff, about something and know that you've got my back, that you'll pray for me, that you're concerned, that it won't hit face. I mean, that kind of stuff. However, if, if I go into a room and I announce, you know, I'm struggling with this, you know, before you know it, it's on Facebook and this, and the, people don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And so you, what happens is it, that's kind of what we're playing the game of, if you want to call it a game. We're trying to figure out who is it that I can give information to about my life that can be in fellowship or intimate with me in a way that's helpful and not, you know, if they don't know what to do with it, I don't want to give it to them. So we're kind of testing the waters a little bit when we go into a room. So what you're saying is there's, and this is maybe a, a subtopic that we can kind of talk about later, but there are enemies to intimacy. Oh, yeah. Like there are threats to levels of intimacy. So one thing that you kind of brought up there was it kind of lumps into this thing called gossip. So it's kind of like, where is this information going to go? So someone discloses something in it, and it's a cliche level. So, yep. you know, we just, how you doing? Good. What's happening? Whatever. You know, this is kind of some of the stuff I'm working on. All of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like someone else is talking about it. You're like, how'd you, how'd you find out? Yeah, did you ever meet somebody who just needs to know everything that's going on? Oh, yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people like that. <laughs> yeah, and my question to them often is, why do you need to know that? I mean, what are you going to do with it? That, to me, is like a deal breaker. If, if I figure somebody just wants the information, it's like, why? What do you want to do with the information? You know, if, if I know that they want to be a part of my life and pray for me and, and be, you know, that's fine. But if they're just somebody who needs to be in on the know, then I know what's going to happen. The next conversation they have, they're going to go, yeah, well, I knew about that. Did you know about this? And, and on and on and on. It's like, oh, man, I don't, want, I don't even want to talk to them. One up. So, so that kicks me up to that cliche level, and I normally don't give them anything to say. Yeah. I don't give them anything to observe. Yeah, and that's that's an enemy of intimacy. It is. Both people. So it's guys and girls. I think, Tara, you'd probably say that's probably, if I knew someone was going to talk about you know anything that I just said to them, you know, apart from our conversation, that's some, that's like, yeah, red flags right there. Like, that's okay. This is about as far as this relationship is going to go here. Yeah. I Well, I think that's especially um, evident with women. Generally, women tend to be known as more into gossiping than men, I guess. I don't know. Maybe just because women want something to talk about. But I think it's uh, exactly what you were saying. You know, there was a, someone that I knew that I was finding out the things that I was telling them, they were telling other people and, you know, really just hinders you having a conversation with them again, because you just don't ever know what, what's going to, what's going to get out that you don't really want to get out. And then, um, this person would tell me other things as well that other people were saying. And I was just thinking, you know, I really don't want to know. I just don't, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to know. Yeah. It's funny how that happens. And when we come back here on the show, I want to talk about the next level, level two of relationships, how it has to do more with not the cliches, but actually we could start getting into some of the facts, some of the stuff of life, whether it's, you know, not just the weather, but maybe what you do, what your interests are a little bit. 
you know, some of that stuff. So the next level of relationships, we're going to talk about that when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Join us in the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Connect with us right now on the Tweetback. Use the hashtag HNRTV. We're hanging out with you on Twitter tonight. And you can always share your thoughts to hope at hopenet360.com. That's our email, hope at hopenet360.com. And you can let us know some of your thoughts. If you want to be a little bit more anonymous on the conversation here, maybe you're a parent out there, you're listening and you're like, yeah, how do I, how do I not only create better relationships in my life? How do I go to deeper levels? But how do I help my kids with that? Because that's a different, that's even a different topic. How do you parent through that relationships and, and helping your child to understand that not only do seasons come and go in life, we also have relationships that can change in and out of season. So maybe you've just graduated and you're like, wow, you know, this is a new season. I've got, you know, old relationships that are going to kind of pass on and they're going to move on in different, different parts of the world. So our relationships are going to be a little bit different now. And I'm going into maybe a new environment. So whether it's a new job or maybe you've got a, a new college that you're going to be starting up in the fall or just you're around a new group of people. Maybe your family's moving this summer. So you've got to create some new connections with people and you kind of have to start over. I think that's I mean, one of the hardest things about talking about these levels of relationships is over time, you develop good relationships or you should be developing good relationships in your life. And they kind of, they progress. So they go from a cliche level to the second level that I want to talk about tonight is reporting facts about other people. And I want Dave, I want you to talk a little bit about what that means, but we, we build these relationships up for a certain amount of time. And then all of a sudden we have to make new relationships. So it's like, you've got to start over a surface level. You can't just jump back into the level you were at with some of your greatest friends that you've had in your life through the years. Yeah, the second level of communication is just you become a newscaster. And you say things that are just there, but they have nothing behind it. They don't have any, you're not sharing judgments or ideas or feelings or anything like that. You're just, it's like, it's it's kind of like we all turn into weathermen, you know? Do you ever wonder why a weatherman, it, they're very popular, and yet when I go home and I watch the news, it says, Today it was sunny. Like I didn't live through the day. I I knew all that. <laughs> I mean, I I lived through that day, so I know exactly what the weather was like. And and they spend half of their weather forecast telling me what the weather was like today. And I thought, you know what? That's just that's just information that everybody knows. And so that that's kind of the reporting facts kind of thing. You you just kind of say. You know, if you were talking about me in college, and, and Dave's a football player, hockey player, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. See, there's no judgment there or anything. It's just, now, we we might put judgment into it, you know, in that sense. But but that's not what's being said. And I, and I think what's interesting is you find somebody who's into this news reporting thing. Like, uh, right now, there's basketball playoffs going on. I think there's... Um, hockey? Come on. Hockey playoffs going on. There's baseball going on. So so you get together, and, and I have fun with people. I'll start with the cliche level, and then I'll try and see how, how many levels I can push them down, just for the fun of it. Right. You know, and I'll say, yeah, the hockey playoffs are going on now. Oh, yeah, they're going on now. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we're past the cliche level. Now we're just reporting to each other on... And what's going on, and that something—it's kind of like me telling you, you know, Donald Trump's running for president. 
And Hillary is too. You know what? I didn't put any judgments on anything. Nope, not at all. I'm just saying, yeah, man, it's a political season. Or or we were talking earlier, you know, the roads in, in our area keep getting constructed over and over again. That's a news statement. Right. Now, when you start putting a feeling or, or judgment with it, that's different. But but so often, that's where it, where it stays. You know, I'm really concerned, actually, about how our culture relates. I think what happens is you get together with a friend, and you sit down, and you watch a movie or something, or you do something like that, but you don't really talk to each other, and it's like... There's nothing really going on but cliches and reporting. And you can't have an intimate fellowship or relationship with people if that's the only two levels you get to. So, Tara, can I ask you, what kinds of things do girls share facts about in their life? I mean, do you guys, I mean, do you, do you talk about like makeup and like that sort of thing? Like, what, what are some thoughts or things that you would say is like a level two relationship for women? Well, probably TV shows. Maybe The Bachelorette and how Aaron Rodgers' brother is on it. Um, <laughs> but no, just like stuff like that. Or if they've, you know, maybe ran into somebody that uh, I was just out visiting some friends of mine that I went to college with. So we'd talk about, oh, have you, did you see on Facebook so and so had a baby? Or, you know, like, have you seen this person since college? Or we talk about, I don't know about makeup, but we talked about, Jewelry and bags. I showed him my Better Way Import stuff. We talk about just jobs, careers, relationships, boyfriends, husbands, fiancés. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's very newsy in, yeah. in, in its approach. You know, the, the difference would be like if if you and I were talking about, we'll, we'll use Jeff's makeup. We're talking about makeup. And I'm saying, hey, why do girls use makeup in the first place? Now, now we're, we're changing gears all of a sudden. We're going to another one. Because I'll say, is is it like, is it correlate to how ugly they are or something? I mean, do you have to like put a lot on in order to hide something? And all of a sudden, all the ladies are mad at me and think, no, that's not how you do it. Okay, fine. You know what's really interesting is you can take a guy that has no clue as to what's going on. He can say things or she can say things. And either you allow him to have that conversation and work him through it, or you start getting really mad at him and throwing eggs at him, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, and I found it's very interesting how things can either go to another level here or they stay up on the fact reporting level. But, you know, the thing, uh, the fact reporting, as I'm thinking about it, there is fact reporting, but then fact reporting can sometimes be bonding. If you, I mean, think about the whole like barber shop or beauty shop connotation. I mean, that oh, you yeah. share information, you're sharing information, but then the sharing information ends up being also forms a bond. I mean, the type of conversation doesn't necessarily have to be deep with my friends for example we share you know the first things we do is kind of catch up on what's going on with each other but then we go into more deeper conversation as well so i think both are bonding and part of it's the time as well you know you can have a factual or news you share news with someone that you don't spend a lot of time with but i think what forms the closeness to is the time so we may move through um, with these friends I hadn't seen in a while, we probably actually moved through all five levels of communication, but at different times. When you know, I greeted them, and at first it was just a "Hey, how's it going? How was your flight? How was, you know, just basic things." But then, as I spent a couple days with them, then later on we got into more deeper conversation. Yeah, the third level of relationship that kind of it's easy to go. I think maybe for me to go from two to three, but you know, we go from reporting the facts about others to the third part, which is sharing our ideas and judgments and relating to what we think. We start to test the water. So not only do we report the facts, but then you start talking about if the weather was actually crummy. Right. 
So you share some of your opinions. You share some of your ideas. You, if you've got judgments, positive or negative, you've got a you know a thought about the weather today or the roads, you know that need to be repaired or the new whatever. I mean, we we share our thoughts, our ideas, and sometimes our judgments on where we fall between those things. And sometimes we talk about the newscasting thing; it's a little bit biased. That's where like the bias comes in. You start sharing your personal bias. And that, that shows a level, a little deeper of a relationship. We see this on social media all the time. You, usually you hear the negatives. So if someone has a bad experience with a company or somebody has a problem that's going on in their life, then they just, you know, they just vent it out. They, you know, they just share some of their ideas and their judgments like, oh, I wish, you know, this weather would clear up so it's, you know, stop raining. So you go outside and, you know, do some outside stuff. Or if you absolutely love the weather outside today, I mean, this weekend it's been super hot. The last couple of days here. So maybe you love the really hot weather. It's just sharing some of our ideas and judgments about how we feel about this stuff. Yeah, but if I make fun of you, Jeff, when you do that, so you kick back up to the reporting facts again, and, and we can't go any lower. Isn't that weird? And that's what you're playing the game with. And that's what we have to understand about relationships. We're giving people permission by how we respond to become closer to us. And, and, and that's what we need to be able to do because we're all built to have close mm-hmm. friends. All right, what do you guys think? Let us know on the tweet back tonight. Hang out with us on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. If you miss any part of this conversation with us this week, you can subscribe to the HopeNet Radio podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Just go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast. You'll find all of our past episodes. And leave us a review. Whatever platform you use, let us know what you think of the show and what topics you'd like to hear us talk about. Maybe your favorite topic we've discussed on the show or maybe even your favorite guest like Tara Kay, who's with us tonight here on HopeNet Radio. And we've been continuing our conversation about intimacy. We discussed last week a little bit. And this week we're talking about intimacy, how to go to that next level in any any relationship, friendships in your life. We start on the surface level, which we've called the cliche level. And then the second level of relationships moves to more factual-based. Dave, you called it news reporting. Yep. Um, we share some of the facts about the day or the facts about what we do in our life or some of those things. And then that third level that we started to discuss was that we share our ideas, our opinions, our judgments, some of, those, some of the bias that we have in our life. We start to go to that level where... It's easy to kind of go from two to three. You share facts, and then you give your perspective on how you see things. And levels, and Dave, you were kind of talking about how we tend to fluctuate sometimes in relationships between levels. Can you talk a little bit about what that what you were, what you were mentioning there? Yeah, you know, I, I think what happens is that we're always testing the waters with people around us. There are some people that I haven't seen for years, and honestly, when I see them, I go right to level five with them. And we haven't got there yet, but... Stay with us. We'll get there. Which means that that we haven't missed a beat through the years. Uh, There are others where it stays at the cliche or the news level. And if you start sharing your ideas and judgments a little bit, they start making fun of you or you believe you're being belittled or you believe it'll be used wrong. So you kick back up to the news reporting where it's safe. Uh, So many times what we're doing is we're trying to find a safe spot, you know, to be. 
And, and the safe spot is with somebody who actually cares about us, wants to use the information they get to be a positive influence in us in the world. It's, it's kind of like what God wants to do with us, obviously. And so we're looking for that safe spot. And it's kind of a, a game we play. We're, we're kicking up and down the levels according to what we perceive the other person uh, as safe as we perceive the other person to be. And we don't really realize that sometimes because when you're talking to somebody, you're trying to listen to them, obviously, but your response, both your nonverbal response and your verbal response, will either give that person permission to continue down the levels to where you're at an intimate level. Uh, these first three levels that we've talked about aren't really an intimate level. They're not really a fellowship or a really close level at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the fourth and the fifth begin to open up a, a level of intimacy that everybody really wants to be at. But in order to be there, you have to be both a safe person. You're going to take the information you have and use it in a proper way. And there's, there's proper ways to use information. And, and once you're perceived as somebody who can do that, then you have all kinds of level five relationships. You know, as I'm thinking about this, you know, we can put it into a perspective. You know, say you're, you're a person that this is kind of that season. It's warm now in Wisconsin where if you're in like Florida, you could probably swim all year round. But for some of us here in Wisconsin, you have to wait until that nice weekend in the summer. We can actually go swimming at a lake or in a pool or something. But for some of us, kind of go with me on this. So if we're talking about different levels of communication, some people start talking about how, you know, there are a lot of people that like swimming this time of year, whatever, cliche level. And then it's, you know, we should do something. What do you want to do? Let's go swimming. Okay. So you just kind of go along with it. You're hanging out with a group of friends. They're kind of new. So you don't really want to ripple the water, so to speak, too much with it. You just you just want to just kind of go with it. Just see what happens. Little do they know, though, that you don't like swimming. So you're someone you don't like really the water, like that kind of intimidates you. But at this point, if you're at a level two or level three relationship, you're not really ready to go there and say, I don't really like swimming. So right. let's not do that. Um, you're just kind of like, yeah, okay. A lot of people like swimming. I'll just kind of go along with it. I don't want to be the one that, you know, ruins their fun, spoils that. I want to fit in. And that's what a lot of people are doing in relationship settings. So level three, Dave, you probably say, you know, someone says, let's go swimming. And you're like, yeah, I don't really like swimming that much, but I'll go along with it. So you're, you're kind of care, you're comfortable with sharing some of your ideas and even a judgment. You know, right. that's you know to me it's not a good idea, but I'll go along with it. Right. The fourth level, Dave, comes into sharing our feelings and emotions. Right. So for some of us, that would mean if you hate going swimming, you're like, no, I I hate going swimming. Like, yeah. that's dumb. So like that's a level four. Yeah, or you say I'm afraid of the water. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. You see what what you're doing right now is you're sharing it in, in emotion. Like we we built a we built a climbing wall here at camp many years ago, and you know one of the the first things, obviously, is as the guy who's in charge, you're supposed to climb it. And I go, are you kidding? I'm afraid of heights. Right. You know, I, I'm sharing my emotions, my feelings. I was intimidated by the zip line the first time, yeah. time I went on that because that's it's up a little bit of a ways. And you know, it's okay for you to say that. What you are in the crowd, if you say, boy, I'm afraid of heights, and somebody goes, oh, what are you, a baby? What's wrong with you? It's like, right up to three, man, with you. I, I'm I'm not going any deeper with you. You know, we, there are other people that go, you are, yeah. You know how many people I found in life that are afraid of heights like I am now? Because I just say it. And they go, oh, I am too. And it's almost like they're relieved that somebody else is afraid of heights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, boy, my daughter uh, was trying to get me to go up the climbing wall. She was a, the belayer on there. And I'm telling you, if you've ever been on a climbing wall and you're getting high and you're scared, 
my my one leg started going like a sewing machine needle. I mean, it was just bouncing. <laughs> and Yikes. and uh, she was very patient with me. And I said, okay, I'm scared. Let me down. She goes, Dad, you can do this. I'm not letting you down. You know, I mean, it, here we are. I, and I did do it. I, I got up. I've never done it again. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> it, but, but it's one of those things where if you're going to share your feelings and emotions, I mean, I can't tell people why I'm afraid of heights. I, I don't know why. I just don't like heights. Mm. But if you're going to share that with people and they're going to make fun of you, you're probably not going to share much more with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's two-sided. First of all, I had to learn that regardless of how people respond back to me, I can share how I feel in my emotions. I'm secure in doing that because I know who I am in Christ and I know who I am in my family and I'm, I'm okay. So, so that gives me some confidence to be able to do that. You know what else I found is if, if I can do that in a crowd, there are three or four others who are afraid of heights that never said that they were. Mm-hmm. And it gives them the confidence to start being who they are as well. And it forces others then to start actually respecting and thinking about how they relate to people who are a little different than they are. So this idea of sharing feelings and emotions, I think, is important. And it'll bounce you up and down a little bit. But, you know, if you want to be a good friend, you need to let people share their emotions and their feelings with you without giving them a bunch of judgment uh, stuff. Yeah. And for the record, I do like swimming. But I can tell you, if I'm going to go to a level four and maybe even a level five in a relationship right now, there was a time when I was afraid of swimming underwater. And I'll tell you why. Because what ended up happening when I was, I think, like two or three, my mom took me for swimming lessons. And what they mean by swimming lessons is mom takes you into the pool at the Y, and you're with an instructor or something, and you're... You're just hanging out, and then all of a sudden they're like, no, just you know, go underwater, hold your breath. And you're like two or three years old. And and I remember, I, I don't know how I remember this, but it's in my mind where I went underwater and I was purely afraid. Like, I, you know, maybe, I don't know if I swallowed water or something, but when I was in swim lessons years after that, like 10, 11 years old, I remember they had you do this time where you went underwater and swim underwater, and I was so afraid to go back underwater because, like, I remember that fe- that moment of fear where it wasn't like paralyzing, but it was like, I don't want to drown. You know, like there's that, just this innate fear that's within you. So I could tell you why I was afraid in that moment to go underwater, but am I going to tell somebody that? Well, no. So like the instructor looks at you and says, Jeff, why aren't you going under the water? And I'm thinking, I just don't feel like going under the water. <laughs> you know, like you just don't know how to express yourself in that, that level of relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have these things and, and fear does that to us. Fear paralyzes us. And sometimes we're willing to talk about that, but most times it comes out in a way that's a little bit more surface level. So someone's afraid in this scenario, someone's got some, some abuse or things that have happened in their past where they're like, you know, the, it triggers them and it comes out in different ways. They don't always know how to express that. We see that a lot of times. And I think that's where a relationship needs to happen where maybe there's a fear that you've had in your life it holds you back from going to that next level in a relationship or in just a, a situation where you're like, you guys are going to go you know, do something fun together. Well, what should be fun, actually it brings back up some fear and some pain in your past. Well, sometimes what friends can be good for in that, if you are willing to trust the people you're with, if you know you can trust them with some of these other surface level things, you, you kind of follow them through. And, and like you said, Dave, there was a point where your daughter said to you, no, I'm not going to let you down. Dave, I'm not going to let you go. And I think we need to have those kinds of relationships where we know that those that we're with 
won't let us down, even if they're going to help us overcome a fear in our life. Those are the kinds of people that I hope every single one of us would have when we talk about intimacy. And Because oftentimes people do let you down, and I think every one of us is going to be let down at some point. So we're going to talk about that when we come back here on the show. Check out the show notes for tonight's episode at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Tara K, hanging out with you tonight here on the show. Join us on the tweet back tonight on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Guys, this has been an interesting conversation. Every time we talk about relationships and levels of relationships, I feel like between the three of us, we have pretty good relationships. We'd probably be at least on level three. I would say, um, maybe go further in some of those, but looking at just our own personal lives and we're looking at these different levels of communication from Powell that, uh, the first one was cliche. Second one was reporting about facts about other people. Thirdly, we share ideas and judgments. The fourth level of relationship through the levels of communication, we share our feelings and emotions. And this fifth one, Dave, that I think is, is something that we probably wouldn't even want on TV, let alone YouTube or social media, is what we would call this unguarded freedom to be completely honest about life, about some of the things that we think, even things that we hold deeply to ourselves. We don't talk with literally anybody. I mean, there's probably one or two people that you'd probably be, at least for me, I'm a personality where I'd I'd probably only pick a couple of people to have this unguarded freedom to be completely honest with about certain things. Do you guys agree? Is that kind of what you find in your life? Yeah. Sometimes though, I think with social media now, sometimes people use it as a venue to share maybe this level when that really, this level of communication when it really should only be reserved for someone that you trust completely. You think so? I think so because I think sometimes it can be helpful, but I've seen people, you know, if they've gone through a struggling situation, I've seen people post different things like, you know, very personal things and people affirm them and like, Hey, you know, congratulations getting through that struggle. But sometimes I think that's, there's too many things that are posted that are too personal, hmm. I guess on something that's a social media outlet. But I think it doesn't necessarily provide that close feedback when you're sharing it like in person with a person, with someone. So as you say, that person that's sharing that stuff, are they looking for real intimacy and in relationships or are they looking for attention? I think probably it in their mind, it helped them to share it with other people. But it was, I think it was kind of a mixed level of communication. Like what they were sharing was a level five. It was like very personal. But then I don't think that they were, I think the level of feedback that they were looking for was maybe like a three. Like they didn't, because if they really wanted true somebody's true, honest opinion about what they were saying, they would say it to somebody in person. But I think they use that to be guarded. Like I'm going to share this really personal information, but I don't want to hear what other people have to say about it. Cause that makes me more vulnerable. Mm. I think, you know, we often, um, the word vulnerability can often seem like, a bad thing. Like when I, I, you know, work with Damascus road and we talk about a sense of vulnerability and how certain vulnerabilities can open you up to potentially being victimized. Right. 
But in order to have a relationship or intimacy or any of these levels of communication at each level, there's a greater increase of vulnerability. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That can be a good thing um, because when you get to level five, when you're really unguarded with somebody, you're, you're very vulnerable and you're trusting that other person to not take advantage of that or not hurt you. Although a lot of times the, the women, the people that I deal with have maybe been open um, at that level with someone and then they got hurt by uh, someone that they were very um, vulnerable, vulnerable with. Not everybody, but a lot of times that happens, like someone that they were really close to hurt them or maybe they made themselves really vulnerable and unguarded and then um, that person maybe share that information or hurt them in another way. And so it's very difficult for them to be have a communication or desire for intimate relationships or friendships or close friendships. Dave, what does it mean to have unguarded freedom in a relationship? It's be able to be just totally honest. If I was with you, Jeff, and we're talking and I, I can look and you go, Jeff, your, you know, your breath is bad. Here's a breath. Man. I mean, and all of a sudden you, you're not hurt by me. You're thankful that I told you and gave you a breath mint instead of just thinking later, man, I don't want to talk to the guy, you know, but isn't that more of a fact? No, it isn't. Not, not in that state. That's an un- because we understand that that could be attached to your feelings at that point. Okay. So most of the time we choose not to say anything at that. If it's going to be at all misconstrued, we don't want to say anything. You have to be able to have friends in your life that you can say whatever you're thinking about and they work with you on it and work you through it. And I think we have trouble with that because of the fact that we don't do that with God and that's the one we should be doing it with. I mean, I can come to God today and tell him I'm angry, I'm happy, I'm sad. I, I can I can just tell him, you know, why did you create the world like this? I mean, I can be totally honest with him. He can handle the honesty, and he will do what's right with it. And and since I since many people don't have that relationship with God in that way, they have a hard time having it with people in that way. But but the unguarded or the the completely honest doesn't mean that you're brash or angry. I don't know how many times in a meeting I've sat with somebody and they're just kind of dancing around what they really want to say. And I'm wishing, would you just tell me what you're thinking? Hmm. I mean, tell me what you're thinking. But they're so not used to doing that. Because we can solve this if we actually knew what you were saying. What I need to hear from them is, I feel like a piece of trash in my home. I mean, that kind of thing. Hmm. Okay, thank you for sharing that. Now let's talk about that. You know, let's, let's, or, or I don't know how many young people I've helped through the years or talked to through the years who I could tell they were struggling with, um, maybe some homosexual feelings or whatever, but they won't talk to me about it. You know, no, go ahead and talk to me about it. Yeah. Now, why won't they talk to you about it? Well, they don't know if they can trust you yet. See, they're still working through the levels. Right. And we have to respect that and let them work through it. Mm-hmm. I, I would encourage our listeners, you know, if you're not at level five with God, start there. And level five does not mean arrogant or you say things that are totally, you know, inappropriate to somebody. It, it means that you're just totally honest with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of speaking, as you know, and I don't know how many times I'll take a student with just for the fun of it. And right before I'm going to go up, we went and got something at a restaurant or something. They'll go, hey, Dave, you got this black thing on your teeth. You want to get that off? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Yeah. You know, it's not, you're not insulting me yep. at this point. I'm not angry about that. And, and to have friends around you that have your, your back, if you want to call it, that you know will tell you the truth. Those are your valuable friends, not those who will lie to you, not those who will tell you what you want to hear. Uh, the kings of old had that problem. 
They, they were people who, if you disagreed with them, they could kill you. So they had a bunch of people around them that were worthless because they would just try and figure out what the king wanted to hear and tell them that. That's not helpful. You know, you need to have people around you that are committed to you. So I need to be committed to you, Jeff. I mean, I need to be committed to you. And then you need to be honest with me so my commitment can do something. And likewise, the other way around. And in that, you can have an intimate relationship then because this is the intimate level, level five. Yeah, I guess what I see in this fifth level is where it has to be a little bit different. Like you can... You can still report facts about other people You can or situations. You can still share ideas and judgments, and you can still talk about feelings or emotions. But I think some of what levels one through four don't get to that you get it to in level five is that level five allows you to have unsorted thoughts. Right. And a lot of times when we're processing a situation, so uh, there's there have been a lot of things happening in the news. I know there were a lot of people that in Anago, there were a lot of questions, a lot of unsorted thoughts and emotions that needed to come out somewhere after that shooting, after that tragedy there. Right. You needed to have a comfortable environment where you had somebody where you could go to that fifth level and have these unfiltered thoughts. Like, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I don't know where this comes from. Don't judge me right now, but I don't know what to do with this. So it's one of those where you don't want to put that out on TV. You don't want to put that out on social media. You don't want to put that on even your Instagram or Snapchat because it's it's unsorted. It's like I'm processing through this. Process with me through this. Help me work through this to understand if I'm seeing this the right way. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there's that fifth level to me maybe has less to do with, you know, there's something in your teeth and it has more to do with, I don't know what to do with these thoughts. I don't know what to do with these emotions even. I don't know if I'm supposed to feel this way or if I'm supposed to do this. Can you help me just sort this stuff out? That's a level of relationship that it takes a long time to get to for some people because it, it has everything to do with trust because you're going to share some stuff that you're like, I don't want this going anywhere, but I need someone to filter this with me. Like that is to me, that's fifth level stuff. And you, that's why I don't normally get to that with somebody else because my thoughts to me, I'm not going to go and talk to somebody that I just met unless I have my thoughts sorted out, you know, like that to me means more in a conversation or relationship at certain points in the, in the relationship. Does that make sense? Let me know what you guys think on that. Tweet us on the tweet back right now. Use that hashtag HNRTV. And we'll wrap up this conversation when we come back on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. Also, while you're there, if you need to, you can chat with a live coach on our website, HopeNet360.com slash help. And they're there around the clock, especially if you need to do some of this level five conversation with someone tonight. And we talked about what that means, that it's to be unguarded, to have a freedom to be completely honest with one another. And that's kind of a difficult level to get to. A lot of times the stuff that we experience in our life, we, we have all this stuff to sort out and we just don't know, know where to go with it all. I mean, that's a relationship. You know when you have a valuable relationship next to you when you're with somebody that you can go to this level five and just start talking about some of the unfiltered thoughts you have. 
And that can be a scary thing for a lot of people because in our minds, we all know this. If you, if you're a human being and you're able to process any kind of emotion or maybe you've got some fear, maybe you've got some, some things in your past that you just, you've never really processed through with somebody before and you're now sharing them with somebody. This, this is you being completely vulnerable at your very core. That's a hard thing to get to because so many times you're afraid it's going to go on social media or it's going to go, you know, to the neighbor next door or the person down the street that, you know, from class and, and, uh, or maybe a mom or a dad, someone that doesn't need to know the information. Like you're just afraid they're going to go and just run away and take that and, and use it. Sometimes like you talk about Tara, where you exploit that vulnerability and that's a dangerous thing. It, it's something that for all of us, there's that kind of innate fear. Like, do I actually trust somebody with this information? I'm sure you felt that way, Tara. I mean, so as you're looking on the show tonight, what are, what are some of your final thoughts in this conversation? We have to always think about when, you know, we're looking for what kind of relationships that we have, our friendships and at what level that they're at or, um, when we're thinking about we want to share some information, whether it's online or with somebody, we have to think about what am I looking for? Like ask yourself, what am I looking for? Am I looking for approval or am I looking for love? So we're talking about the last two episodes, intimacy, which is a closer, a, the most deepest, closest relationship that you have with someone. So I think a lot of times, I mean, we're all built to be close to one another, to be, to, feel a sense of closeness. And I think a lot of people really want that, but they're not sure how to get it. So maybe they post stuff on Facebook because they think, well, this is a way to to let this information go. But really, I would love to have a deeper conversation about it with someone. So, you know, ask yourself, am I looking for approval or am I looking for a close loving relationship because those are two different things. Approval is, you know, what you'd post on Facebook. You want people to like it yeah. and you want approval has a works mentality attached to it. Like, Hey, look at, I won my soccer game, you know, and then you want everyone to like it. Yay, yeah. You did a good job. So that's approval. But when you're talking about intimacy and having a close friendship, a close bonding um, relationship with someone, that's unconditional love is what you're looking for. And, those are the types of, you want to be able to share those things that you wouldn't necessarily just share with everyone, with someone. So I would just encourage everyone, you need to have those kind of relationships in your life. Sometimes those are male-female when you're when you're married or in a relationship. Sometimes those can be male-male. And sometimes you can have multiple um, close relationships, like you have you know husband and wife, and then maybe you have a good guy friend or a good girlfriend that you share those things with. Um, but it's important to have those kind of relationships where you can share the at a level five, because that's where it's unconditional love, where you can feel like you can share anything and you're going to be loved no matter if that person agrees with you or they think that it's what you did was stupid or anything. They're going to be able to um, still love you no matter what you tell them. What's really interesting to me is that you can, if we're talking about a married couple, even for married couples, you can live on a level three and level four level in your relationship. And be married and, and have intimate relationships in a way that is sexual relationships. But the reality is, is I think as a married person, you should be able to get to level five. And that should be the goal, Absolutely. especially for every married couple. But even those, you know, the non-sexual relationships and non-sexual intimacy that we can have with other people, we, we do need to have level five relationships. I think it's important to know that if you are on a relationship level with someone that's, you know, a one or a two that's okay. Yeah. Like you shouldn't, you don't need to feel pressure to go 
to that that last that final level being completely vulnerable because not everybody's going to be ready for that and not and sometimes you might think oh i really like this i really like this person you know let's say you meet a new person and you really think that you're bonding you're clicking well and maybe the other person isn't interested in being that close of friends with you so i know sometimes that can hurt too because you think well why didn't this person like me they don't seem to want to have maybe they just don't want to have that same type of level of relationship and we have to realize that's okay. I know I always had a problem with that because I wanted, I I love being close with people. I like bonding and I like relationships, but um, we have to think about it and remind ourselves, not every, we're not going to have that close relationship with everybody and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. It's not that they don't like me. It's just that there's just different levels and different levels of communication that I have with different levels of friendships. Yeah. Interestingly, there's a guy by the name of Donald Miller, and he wrote this book called Scary Close, and he was talking about relationships. I haven't fully read the book yet, but there's a devotional that you can find in the Bible app that I was reading the past week, and it was just interesting to me because he was talking a lot about relationships and intimacy in the devotional. And in one of the days, he was talking about life and for people that are, you know, maybe like me, where I'm a perfectionist, I want to make sure that I have some things in order in my life so that I don't feel like, you know, when I'm going up to somebody and, and introducing myself for the first time that that I look like I don't have anything together, like I'm just kind of disorganized and, and not kept. So there are things that I do in my life as a way of like performance and around perfection that... Some of us, and maybe you're like this too, where you just, you have to put on this act for people. Like you have to put yourself out in a certain way that's, it's really not you, but you spend all this time dressing yourself up and putting on this persona and, and, you know, trying to be this person that you're really not just because you want them to like you. You want them to, to be, you know, to have a friendship with this person. And we, we wrap up ourselves in trying to do these things to gain the approval of other people. And I don't know if that's so important. And in this devotional, Donald asks the question, what if I just drop the act? What would it be like if I just dropped the act and I began to just trust that being myself would be enough to get the love that I needed? And it's it's one of those interesting provocative questions to me that I don't know if everybody's ready for me, not necessarily to drop the act, but is everybody going to really, can I trust people to love me for who I am? Because I know myself. I'm quirky. You know, what you guys hear on the radio, that's pretty much who I am. So if you don't like me on the radio, you may not like me too much in real life, but that's okay. I, I just want you to know I still love you. I still care about you. I'm glad you're listening to the show. But I think every one of us, you have to look in the mirror or in your, your forward-facing camera that you're taking a selfie with and look at that person that's in that reflection and say, look, is the act enough? Is this really what you're all about? I know you're worth more than what you're putting out on the outside. People need to know who you are really because at at the core of it, we all want people to know us for who we really are, not mm-hmm. the face we put on outside and, and say, this is who I am. I'm Macho Man Jeff, and this is who I come across to you because I'm, I'm not Macho Man at all. But the reality is we do this stuff all the time to gain the approval of others. And, and Dave, as we're wrapping this conversation up, can you just share some of your insights that you've experienced over the years in this area? You know what? We're all made to be relational. And... That means that we need to be intentional about our relationships, and it starts with God. If we're not going to be intentional about our relationship with God, and if you do not have a relationship with God, we ask you to go to HopeNet360.com and talk to the, the, the life coaches there about starting a relationship with Him, because you are meant to be intimate with God. And if you're not there, then all the other stuff doesn't work. 
and and so I encourage you if you are one who's who are in, you're already a member of God's family. I'm telling you, enjoy the intimacy that you can have, the level five communication you can have with God. He already knows everything about you, and he sent his son Jesus to die and pay for your sins and and loves you, and, and you need to be able to be honest with him first. And as you do that, you can find others that you can be honest with and, and start to develop those friendships that are actually at a very healthy, not sexual, but a healthy, intimate relationship that you are meant to experience. That's all for us here on HopeNet Radio this week. You can find the show notes and download these and past episodes for free. Subscribe to our podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat, the tweet back is going 24-7 at HopeNet360.com or just on Twitter. Use that hashtag HNRTB. Anytime we'll get it, we'll retweet it, we'll share our thoughts and reply back to your comments. You can follow HopeNet360 on social media using the at HopeNet Radio handle on most social platforms. Visit HopeNet360.com slash connect. From all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.